Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Medical Mania, brought to you by the Youth Medical Association of Canada, YMAC, YMAC. We all know that in any part of academic life, we need to study, be it for tests, exams, or just for our own understanding. Studying is the core of our academic success. Now often it may be daunting after seeing how much information we need to learn. Have you ever thought, ugh, I can't focus, or, oh, I wish I could remember things on tests? Well, if so, keep listening for five easy tips on how to study smarter, not harder. Now that we got that out of the way, meet my co-hosts. How are you doing, Rasham? I'm doing great. Thanks, Blake. How are you doing, Kenji? I'm doing great, Rayam. Um, oh, it's Rasham, actually. Yeah, I'm doing great, and my day is starting really, really good. How about you, Hamza? It's going great. Thanks for asking, Kenji. Now back to the show. Awesome. So the first thing we're going to start off with, we're going to get into it with getting organized. The first step to really studying is just getting everything in the flow, getting organized, making sure everything is ready for you so you have the best chance for success. Now, in my opinion, just to kick it off, I'm going to throw in an opinion. My favorite tip is to just find a place that will become like your core study space, somewhere that's just quiet, no distractions, somewhere that's perfect for you. You want to know what, Blake? I disagree with that. I find when I study in the same place over and over again, it becomes repetitive and boring. I like to switch it up. I agree, Hamza. I always feel like maybe switching it up gets you into that sort of test mindset when you're all around your students and things are a little louder in the school. I feel like that just puts me into the mindset and gets me used to the distractions that you normally have during exams or tests at school. I like to have people around me. I like to have some noise. Well, first of all, you're both dumb. All of you. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You're not dumb. But yeah, before each study session, I think that th th that's, I mean, it's true that it like kind of messes you up and it throws you in that mindset of like a test where it's a little more disorganized. But again, before each study session, if you just cleaned up and like organized your space, and brought out like everything you need as a pencil, a pen, and eraser, like your notes and paper and all that. The point is not to mimic an actual test. The point is to study so that you do well on the test. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I totally agree with that, Blake. Well, to be honest, like when you when you already have everything, and it is just so easy for you to focus on what you have to do. So pretty much like you don't have to, to think of anything else, then it will help you more to focus on what stuff you have to finish. Well, maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I, maybe I need that extra distractions and focusing and all that stuff. And you know also, like it also helps you like um, for some people that if they have some form of checklist, you know, and then like they just, they just check it off until like they finish it up. So they will see their progress every time they finish everything else. That's true. It's so satisfying to just cross things off your list. I'm looking at my list for the day right now. I'm a list person. I And I, I only make lists on paper. On the phone, it never happens. But right now, I have the first four things checked off my list. It's so satisfying just to scribble across the paper and to manually cross out bio, AM, French, PM, project that I was supposed to submit 20 minutes ago, completed. Just kidding, it's not, but I crossed it off anyway. You know what I'm saying? Like, I agree, Blake. It's so satisfying to cross things off that to-do list, especially when it's big. 
Well, while we, while we might not agree on finding a study space, I think we can all agree that a good tip is to put your phone or devices on do not disturb for the time you're studying because we all know that it can be a big temptation when you get a text in the middle of class and you want to answer it right away. Oh man, phones. Phones are always there in the way of the study study. Oh, the phones are so distracting. You want to know what will be the death of you? TikTok. Oh, you're so Once addicting. you open that up, Keep there's scrolling no going back. And scrolling and scrolling all day, I know. It's terrible. It's <laughs> a wormhole. TikTok is a wormhole. Yeah, it I is. agree. Don't tell you yes. And also, one important thing as well is like, if you if you are like setting a routine, like, did you know that setting setting a routine actually like brings comfort and reduces stress, which leads to improved overall health? Yeah, I actually I mean, didn't that know that. Sense. I didn't know that, but yeah, it makes sense. I'm a I'm a very routine based person. If I don't have honestly, if I sway from my routine even a bit, my whole day is ruined. That's like, true. I totally agree with that. Don't mess yeah. with don't mess with my toothbrush. Okay, if my toothbrush is on the wrong side of the counter, even if I put my own toothbrush on the wrong side of the counter, my day is ruined. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like it's better it's better be on the right. It's not on the right, my day is ruined. Setting a routine is something I need to work on because I don't do it right now, but I'm sure that it'll help me. I mean, I know Rasham has a good routine. She she goes to bed eleven o'clock, wakes up at nine every day. That's a beautiful routine. I wish I had a routine like that. Online school can be, helps that way where it starts a lot later so I get more time to sleep But the thing that Online school really doesn't help with is the setting routine because everything's so different because our teachers are trying to figure things out Students are trying to figure things out. So everything's kind of chaotic with Online learning which is why it's important to set a routine so that every day you do the same thing and slowly It'll just happen unconsciously and you won't even know. Yeah, that's true. That's a good idea. I have a hard time like like right after class, you, all the teachers, they tell you, they say, don't do anything, just don't don't leave your desk, just keep doing your homework, like do your homework right away. I have an issue with that, I like to get up and then, because it's just so easy to go downstairs, grab a yogurt, grab an apple, oh, you know, and then my phone's right there, and my phone's dinging, dinging on TikTok, and since I'm not in class, there's no pressure to actually do schoolwork. So then I end up leaving my homework till later, and I don't do my homework till 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, having a, a set number of breaks and being disciplined with them is something that's very difficult. But if you can master that, then you're set. Yeah, and I think everyone, that's true, yeah. And I think everyone could agree as well, like, it also, like, reduces your stress, you know? Like, by the end of the day, like, you're gonna feel just great. Like, you accomplish everything and, you know, yeah. I mean, there's the comma, the comma, I don't know if it's called, the, it's pronounced the Commodore or the Commodore method. But I think it's like the rule where you do 25 minutes of like hardcore work and then you do a quick five minute, you know, bathroom break or whatever. And then another yes, 25 uh, minutes. Yes, they call it Pomodoro. Yeah, yeah, Yes, yeah, yeah they call like it Pomodoro. That. Yeah, Pomodoro. Yeah, yeah, I use that. I don't know what it's called, but, you know, it's, it's the idea. One, one uh, thing I was looking at the other day on the internet was I saw that studies showed that students who used active recall were able to remember about 80% of new terms compared to only 34% who just read through a series of cards until they found everything again. And I think that makes sense, but it's it's also the idea of like setting a routine because if you, if you just get in the habit of using active recall, 
instead of the other things you could use. I don't know, what do you guys think about that? I mean, every time that I've studied and used Active Recall, I've always done better. So I personally support Active Recall all the way. I, th I don't think just reading notes does the trick, but I mean, others may disagree. Yeah, I agree. I yeah, I completely agree with Active Recall. But the thing is, is that when you see like your giant page of notes, the only thing you want to do is just read through all of it and be done with it. Active Recall definitely takes more time because you have to go line by line and then you have to actually act as if you're in a test setting where you're being asked a question and you actually have to recall it in your mind and be able to form the answer, not just recite exactly what's written down, which is why it does take a little more time, but in the long run, it helps you a, a lot more. That's why it works though. The research says the more focused you are and the more like the more, the more effort that you put into anything makes everything better. So yeah, anyway, I guess we can move on to our next big tip is breaking down revision and material. Wow, this sounds like cool cool kid study materials happen going on here. Breaking down revision and material. I like it. It is. And you know, sometimes as well, it's like oftentimes we can be like really overwhelmed with the course material and that, that we need to learn, you know? And sometimes we just need to break it down to make it more easier for us and we don't have to think about it. And yeah, pretty much like breaking it down to make it more easier for you to like to absorb the material, you know? This goes back to setting a routine too, avoiding the procrastination, uh, you know, so doing your homework right away rather than waiting until the last day and then having to cram five days of homework into one hour, or if you're a super procrastinator, the night before or the morning of. <laughs> one thing that works with revision is revising right after class. I mean, I know it's tough, I know it sounds hard, but if you revise, gradually over the course of the semester you won't be as stressed at the end when it's time for your final or anything like that so i definitely am in favor of revising every day yeah, yeah exactly especially uh, personally i i think that's why kids who take spares in grade 12 and 11 do so well in their course it's not because they have extra time because they're not like they're not taking another course but it's because they they have that extra period. So like say they have a period three or a period two spare, they can immediately, between period two and, th and four, they have that period three to just bang out all their homework and review from the period right before. And it, by literally, by looking at it twice, so close to each other, that's my personal opinion. I, there's no research backing that up but, that I know of, but that's why I think that having a spare is so useful for that. That in. What were you saying, Rachel? I was saying that especially in classes where there's like a lot of information, like for example, math or science, where you're doing a new lesson every single day, the teacher doesn't always have time to go back and redo the entire lesson. So it's important that after each math or science or whatever lesson you're doing, you revise what you need to. Then by the time the test comes around, you can find out where you're, the topics that you're weak in and just go over those ones because the other topics you already went over earlier in the semester, so you don't have to worry about it. Totally, yeah. And I think as well, like, responsibility also like, comes out to that end. Like, each person needs to have, like, to stick to their responsibilities first before they do any other things. 
which could probably help them with, with their education. Right. Yeah, I think the best thing to just be a better student is keep everything, keep keep all the lessons like fresh in your mind by just doing a quick quick uh, go over page like like not only just review, but I make like like say maybe you can condense maybe you did a four day lesson in your class, try to condense like each lesson into a single cue card like maybe just key I don't know whatever that means for you maybe keywords, uh, you know whatever that means for you try to get it all on a cue card just in a way that works for you and then over a week three to four days you've gone over the material so many times and then when it comes around to studying like you were saying it's so easy because it's like oh well my test is on you know 20 units but now I only have 20 cue cards to go over rather than 80 pages or you know 20 pages or whatever so totally Blake yeah. Sorry, go so ahead. I also yeah I noticed like that everything really like connects to each other you know it's yeah it sets back to setting up a routine as what you mentioned like how it actually like connects to everything that if you want to finish everything you have to do this you have to do this it's like connected to everything yeah yeah everything is connected so and another thing that's very important important to studying is knowing your learning style because when you're breaking down your material and revising, if you don't know your learning style, a lot of the time you're being counterproductive and doing things that don't work for you. So it's important to reflect on yourself and find out how you learn best. Right, everyone's so concerned with finding out, you know, what the best best tips for studying is, but this is the, if you know this one, then I think you're set. Because what works for me may not work for Risham, and what works for Risham may not work for Kenji, or what works for Kenji may not work for Blake, and it goes on. So everyone needs to assess their own learning style and then take it from there and figure out what techniques work best for them. I love that detailed analysis. You like went through every single person. That's awesome. Yeah, man, you gotta include everyone, eh? Yeah, I mean, there, there's like some, I, I, I was seeing some facts the other day, you know, about learning types and all that. Apparently visual learners are the most common type of learner making up 65% of the population. That's a lot. I never like to see the majority. I think, like like in, in that sense, like I think that there should always be, personally, anything above 50% is too much, but whatever. So visual learners are the most common type of learner, 65%. Visual learners relate best to written information, notes, diagrams, and pictures. And the least common type of learner, only 5% of the population is truly a kinesthetic learner, which is interesting because in the last 10 or so years, I've noticed that people have become, like teachers and schools have become a lot more kinesthetic in their learning. In the sense that we're, we've all been learning through, it's like even all of kindergarten now is like, kindergarten used to be actually learning numbers, but now it's all learning through play. And, but apparently only 5% of the population is truly a kinesthetic learner. Now that's the kind of numbers I like to see. If everybody's like 40%, you know, 30%, 30% of one type of learning, that's that's best in my opinion, because you gotta keep it even, but it is what it is, so I'd be curious what the uh, auditory learning number is. I guess it's probably 30% if visual's 65 and kinesthetic is five, so yeah. And Blake, for those who don't know, what exactly is a kinesthetic learner? Those, the kinesthetic is like learning by touch, by feel, uh, you know, like if you, I don't know, I try, anyone got an example? 
Uh, maybe. Well, I mean, I can't even think of one. That's and I think, like, I think the good example with that is for some people they like to learn, like, while they are walking, while they are, they are running or something else. Like, they just, they just really want. Most of them are really like focusing or like really, really learning when they are moving. So that's why it's more like kinesthetic. The word kinesthetic is like bodies moving. Yeah, or you could think of uh, like yeah. labs, like where you, like rather than looking at like it's so hard for people who like I consider myself in that way. I'm a kinesthetic learner, where I like to, like when I'm doing a science lab, I want to actually be cutting open the pig. I don't want to see pictures of a dead pig, and then have to do a lab based on those pictures and numbers that the teacher gives me. I want to actually calculate the numbers myself. That would be kinesthetic learning. It's actually cutting open the pig, looking at the inside of the pig. And then doing your dissection hypothesis, all this business. Yeah, and Blake brings up a good point that not everyone is just one type of learner. I've taken a like survey in the past and it's showed that I'm like 50% visual, 25% auditory, and then 25%, I'm not sure what the other one was. But any basically the point is that not everyone is 100% one type of learning style. So you just got to know what works for you in different situations and with different subjects, whatever that might be. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think one thing that's made this whole learning style, figuring out what works best for you difficult is online school, right? Because there's not that much you can do. Like, for example, what Blake was mentioning with labs. Now the people who are kinesthetic learners, they don't get, they don't get that same learning experience because now labs are all pictures and simulators online which I think is, is putting them at a, at a disadvantage, which is Dumbest unfair. Dumbest thing ever, if you ask me. All right, so uh, well, we've already talked about it a little bit, but why don't we move on to our final subtopic is active recall. We already talked so much about this, but let's just briefly touch on it again and reiterate why active recall is so important, which actually, I'm the only person who I think has said so far that I think active recall is important, but anyway, I don't think that reading notes alone it could be counted as studying because if you think reading notes, like I see so many people in my class, like if they're studying in class or whatever, they just they read down the page. Like I see them, their their finger goes down the page, they get to the bottom, and then I wait for it. I'm like I'm like oh are they gonna flip it? Oh are they gonna go back to the top? Oh are they gonna flip it? And they flip the page every single time. But what you should you gotta read through the page. Go back, review, you know, do a little bit of active recall action, look at the questions on the side, and then flip the page. You know what I'm saying? Like, Agreed, Blake. I definitely agree with active recall because reading notes alone isn't studying because while you may be reading it, it isn't really, like, you're not fully understanding it. Once you do active recall, you'll realize, like, oh, I don't understand this part of the topic or, oh, I understand this really well, so why don't I apply it to something new? Active recall is a great way to put our brain in practice of not only learning information, but being able to recall it on command, which is great for tests, exams, quizzes, and anything else. One thing I think, one thing that works really best for me is when I study something, I like to like kind of talk to myself and see if I can re-explain that topic to myself. And if I can, then that means I know what I'm doing. If I can't, then that means I need to study more. Oh, that's a good strategy. I forgot about that one. Not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, it, it could be good revision too to read your notes, like just at the end of the day or just to look something over. But it's also important to like test what you know. Like you were saying, you know, ask your mind some questions, make sure you know what's up. But 
I mean, this is kind of a fast topic, but by active recall, it's like putting your brain in practice of like learning the information, and then you can recall it on command, like during tests. Like if you're asked a question, you have to like be able to imagine, envision where it's at on the note. Because if you did good jobs reviewing your notes, you can pinpoint, you can imagine like, oh, it's like just to the left, to the bottom left of that picture of a fish on the side of my biology notes and you just kind of close your eyes and the test and you can like be at one with the test and your mind and your study notes and just kind of imagine oh right it's called photosynthesis and it's just below you know this picture on the notes you know what I'm saying like active recall word yo 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 my yeah I definitely agree and especially when you're doing active recall on your own <laughs> it's like you're it's like you're testing yourself, but in a stress-free environment. So that when you get to the actual test and you're stressed out, your heart's beating and you're like sweating or whatever, you already know what's happening and the information's already there. So you're not trying to recall it in the first time when you're in such a stressful environment. Yeah, and, and you're just already used to that stress or you're used to avoiding that stress. So it's just like, kaputs, it's all gone. It's all good. It's just like, you're more. it's more practice. And before we end this off, I would just like to add in a stupid joke, if I can find it. Tell us so, about it. Okay, my first one. I wanted to study astronomy, but it was way over my head. Knee slapper, Blake. Knee yep. slapper. Okay, okay, hold Ooh. on. I, I have another one. Oh, oh, okay. What do fish study in school? I don't know, Blake, what? Algebra. Like, al algebra. <laughs> oh my god. That was the one I was Jeez. saving. I saved. Well, okay, I have one, I have one. Okay. Okay. So, what do you call a ship without feet? A boat, I don't know, uh, what? A cloud. Ooh! <laughs> okay, okay, before we get any more bad jokes, Let's re recap what we talked about. So by getting organized, setting a routine, breaking down material, knowing your learning style, and using active recall, you can study smarter, not harder. These five tips and tricks you're studying is going to become much more focused, productive, and efficient. Thanks for tuning in to this YMAC podcast and keep an eye out for the new episodes coming out and the bad jokes you're going to hear from Blake and the other members of our team. But mostly Blake. <laughs> Yeah, mostly Blake. Yeah, thanks for coming out, guys. I appreciate everyone being on the podcast today. It's been a great time. I'm glad everyone got to come out and enjoy my bad jokes. I do have another one, but I'm not going to say it because it's like, it sucks. Like, let's be real. But I'm glad everyone got to come. Thank you, guys. Bye, everybody. Thanks for coming. See ya. Bye, everybody. Bye.